teach you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slow. But I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the nether world of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and it has been a huge week huge, for cookers. Huge week. And just the sort of far right in general. We've got Nazis, folks. Victorian Nazis. I hate Victorian Nazis. Yeah, we all hate them, but we don't know how to get rid of them. Maybe mm-hmm. Vic Pohl have had a change of heart. They went hard on the weekend. Yeah, they did for a little bit. Vic Pohl, surprisingly enough, did not take any shit from Nazis, which was very pleasing to see um, and on a principal level, but also aesthetically. The video was really quite enjoyable. Good stuff. Yeah, it shouldn't be so hard to get rid of Nazis. I mean, they're not good breeders, are you, Nazis? <laughs> Hitler. Had only got one ball. Yeah. And Himmler had two, but very small. Breaking the pattern was uh, Galaita Josef Goebbels, who had six kids, but in all fairness, he did kill them all. And in other news, Monica gets off. By sitting on the washing machine during the spin cycle, Joe. That was terrible, Joe. That was terrible, terrible, Terrible. Joe. Terrible, Joe. Terrible, terrible. Sin bin. Join the Patreon. Well, possibly, but she's leaving, Jack. She's gone backpacking. She's all grown up and she's she's gone overseas It's a gap year. It's a gap year. (laughs) She's already had a gap year. No, no, it's another gap year. There's so many gaps. Well, she started out. She started out as a bloody travel blogger, didn't she? Yes, she did, didn't she? Oh, fuck. That's such a... That's just such a really low ambition to have, isn't it? Oh, we're going to cover Monica in detail. I just know that's coming up. I know that's going to happen. Anyway, looking forward to that. So she was cleared on the COVID charges, more or less. She sold up everything, whatever she had, and she's moving off to Europe, possibly the drug and sex on premises hellhole that is Amsterdam. Fucking can't stand that place. We just cannot be sure. If you go to Holland, don't go to Amsterdam. Go to Nijmegen, go up north. Just don't go to fucking Amsterdam. You trek, so many options. Anyway, what we can be sure of is that Australian beer, for Australian tastes, is better than European beer. Damn right. Years ago, we used to have to drink shit like Carlton Draft. I still do. I know. it's Look, he's a relic. It's beautiful. But it made it really pretty tempting to reach for a Bex or a Stella. But with tins like CB Co's Pacific Pale Ale and this delicious midi I have in my hand here, which, by the way, is only 100 calories when you're wow. watching your waistline, I couldn't give a fuck about European beer. I still like a European lager. I'm lying. But look, I say all this in jest, but kind of. Uh, but hey, look, if um, Stella wants to pay me a shitload of money, I'll, I'll sell out in moments. But for now, this CV code MIDI is fucking delicious. And, uh, and I uh, just want to express my deep gratitude to CBC Co. for making, trying to make a beer like Carlton Draft. Well you still done, have guys. To, you still have to get them. Nice Actually, try. I've got, to, I've got to send them to you. There's, I've got like 12 of them now because I'm not drinking them because they're not. And we have a new sponsor come on board today. Got legal problems up the wazoo? Big for Baloch. Oh, that is a great. He's better than great. a barrister. Assets are for idiots. And you can be one too by hiring the vast legal mind that is Derek Baloch. Yeah, I must say, cars, houses, big hassle. Yeah. So, look, I'm just saying that I cannot believe that this kind of top-tier quality content is free. I mean, really, 
The best things in life are dot, dot, dot. Yeah. And in order to keep the conditional release program free, well, with the yeah. exception of one or two ads from noted pseudo-lawyers, well, we, we are asking you to, listeners to dig, well, you don't have to dig too deep. Nah, it's not a lot. We've set it to five bucks a month. And for as little as five dollars a month, you can become a patron of the show. Simply go to www.patreon.com backslash the conditional release program, or one word, and get it done. We'll wait quietly here while you do it. Yes, but we actually have a, a gun pointed at a bunny rabbit's head, so you might <laughs> want to hurry up because my finger is itchy. Yes, it is. We've got to get on. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for bunny rabbits and bullets, Jack, because it is time to get on with the show, and that means it's time for the Conditional Release Program's Weekly News. As per usual, there was a protest at Parliament House in Melbourne this weekend. Ugh, weekend. Uh, but this one was different. It was a total Aryan victory. Ooh. Or so they say. Yeah. Under a picture from the day they posted this on Telegram. Ooh, total time. Aryan victory. Total victory. Total victory. White men held the steps of Parliament before the scum traders in Victoria Police <laughs> attacked us unprovoked and used terrorism. To stop the Australian people peacefully assembling against mass immigration and white replacement. Mind you, they've capitalized the first letter on like every second word here. <laughs> yeah, they're not Nazis, they're not smart. man. No, Nazis are just not good grammar. Just oh, They're not grammar Nazis. No. <laughs> oh, how did we not think of that earlier? Either way, we got our message out there. The Australian people know the truth, and we'll be back bigger and stronger next time. Cool. But was it a total Aryan victory? Yeah, I mean, I it was total Aryan amateur hour from what I saw. It was fucking pathetic. Oh, but they'll be back bigger and stronger because we're big, scary Nazi boys. <laughs> we'll be back. You'll be sorry. The Steps of Parliament House have become a regular protest party for cookers with nothing better to do and a urinal for those who live stream said protest parties. <laughs> there's music and drums and signs and it's basically cooker-palooza for the few rusted-on losers that simply have nothing left in their lives. <sighs> but this was different. Last weekend, the National Socialist Network, otherwise known as the NSN, isn't that, isn't that what's operating our internet? No. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> they could be. Otherwise known as neo-Nazi cunts. That would be NS. That would be NNC. NNC, yeah. Neo-Nazi cunts capitalise on the recent projected immigration numbers and rental crisis to hold a rally that would provoke tensions around self-interest in the face of increasing immigration and limited housing stock and with the absolute intent of recruiting gullible cookers into their ranks. Yeah. Good idea. Recruitment day. Fuck yeah, absolutely. I mean, Nazis have been grooming cookers for some time now. I mean, they famously ruined Pete Evans' life, more or less over a Nazi meme and turning him into a, an alleged, allegedly, alleged, alleged Holocaust tonight. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. But, I mean, they they did that. That was them. It's, that, that's documented. The recent hysteria around drag queen story time imported from the culture wars in the USA has provided the neo-Nazi movement a way to slide into the DMs of various cookers and get a bit of a more than positive response. So Telegram is full of people sharing articles from famous neo-Nazis like Blair Cottrell and Tom Sewell and their dirty Nazi news page, XYZ News, because the posts happen to either punch down on trans people or viciously threaten drag performers who work with children. Yep, that's about it. 
at the moment. It's often hard to know whether the cookers are sharing the content knowing full well they are sharing Nazi shit. Oh, who's Blair Cottrell? Oh, that's bad. Or if they're just fucking idiots who press share on anything that supports the current thing the far right are fixated on that time. You know, they're, they're a bit like that. I mean, it's hard to know. Mm. We will come back to this later, though. But for now, we need to get to the total Aryan victory. victory. Fucking assholes. Big thanks to all the people who went to the event, uh, especially just in your presence to just tell the Nazis to fuck off. But of course, a special big ups to those who shared their experiences on social media. We stole from a bunch of accounts. We love you all. Without that, we couldn't do this segment. Uh, well, we could, but we'd be using MSM reportage, yeah, which quite is shit. as good. It's like the ABC is like, oh, yeah, Peter Dutton and Albo said it was bad. And news.com.au said that an anti-immigration rally was crashed by Nazis. They organized it, you idiots. Anyway, <laughs> that's, you know. So the Nazis planned a rally on the steps. And as Dr. Kaz pointed out, there were two posters. There was a Nazi one. And an Australian flag one. Yeah, both had the headline, Stop Immigration Rally. Yeah. Uh, like you're kind of wondering if it was a rally or not. <laughs> you've got to put the word rally in there. But where are the rally cars? I mean, you just think, if you're going to, like, like, I shouldn't have to tell you people this, but if you're going to put a protest placard or a poster up, you want to be brief. Stop <laughs> immigration. <laughs> Fucking exclamation mark. Off you go. <laughs> Ah, oh, bless. Ah, uh, the dinky die Aussie flag was there too, sadly. One highlighted the housing crisis, particularly acute in Roeville, where a lot of these people live. Lowered wages and rising crime due to immigration, but didn't ham up the whole white power part or mention the NSN at the end. You see, yeah. being, very, being very sneaky here. Well, you've got to have two posters. One of them that's like, fuck yeah, we're Nazis. And the other one that's just like, we're not Nazis. We just think sort of similar, which is sort of what they're getting at. Either way, like it was an attempt to astroturf a cooker rally and get the most gullible rubes in Victoria to go and mingle with neo-Nazis. And maybe they could ask a few Jewish questions, you yeah. know? Really, yeah. You slip that one in. Yeah. Q&A. It's like Q&A. Of course, like, yeah. the campaign against uh, racism and fascism, otherwise known as CARF, put the word out to get people down there to do what Tam Tanneke calls yarding, yelling at racist dogs. Yeah. It's an acronym. It's great. It's great. And they did. And it was glorious. But let's get back to total Aryan victory for now. Fuck that, cunts. So the neo-Nazis turned up a little bit early and claimed the steps. I think it was around sort of 10, 10.30 or so. They yeah. got a nice family photo in their dashing black shorts and a sign that said, living space for whites, stop immigration. And they had like a little NSN logo on it. This was their first total Aryan victory of the day. Yeah, they got a nice it. photo, looking all sketchy, wearing well black done. masks, flanked by Vic Pole, who nice are victory. protecting them like it's like Poland in thirty nine. Yes, yes, exactly. Their their spearheads were being flanked. Yeah, it would be a nice photo if the lads could simply get it together and pose <laughs> at the same time. Oh my god, I'm not going to post on the shit posting group or anything because fuck them. But like, clearly nobody said cheese. It's just a mess. It's just yeah. a bunch of lads just say, hey, standing around. Guys. Live music cover. No, look, rock, yeah, rock music exactly. cover. That's what we want. Okay, Either cross so your arms. You look or sideways. Salute. Yeah, you cross your arms. You know, you look a bit mean. Come exactly. on. Exactly. One of us sort of tending to the water and shit. Like they, I don't know how these people are meant to stage a fucking race war when they can't even look at a yeah. camera at the same Just, time. Maybe not the right. Race. Fellas, fellas. 
Now, I hadn't seen this from the footage from the usual suspects on Twitter, but the NSN Twitter page, which obviously shouldn't exist, but Elon Musk does exist and is a white supremacist, so it does exist. I mean, report it all you like. No one cares. Oh, except when it comes to the Turkish government. Oh, sorry, should I say the Turkey government? <laughs> we should just probably discuss that. In where he just squibbed it and said, oh, yeah, okay, yes, President Erdogan, I'll delete all the bad things. And for what? The Turkish market? How much is that worth? A few lira? Fucking idiot. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so, They've been posting photos and one of them had the caption, Mog your enemies. Now, I have to explain Ooh. this because who the fuck knows what Mog your enemies means? Because a Mog is a cat. Exactly. No, Mog is a red pill term, as in like the MRA red pill, uh, you uh. know, like sort of men's sort of like, you know, dating pickup artist type thing. It comes from AMOG, alpha male of the group. It's like a oh, dumb pickup thing. You've got to be the you. alpha male of the group so chicks want to fuck you. So to Mog them is to generally just be sort of more alpha than them. Right. Usually, this is by being taller or more muscular. Kick sand in their faces, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's, it's also in the pickup industry, it's more like this whole idea of like, you know, regardless of who's around you, you're the loudest and most annoying, and then chicks want to fuck you. It's great. It totally works. Yeah. So the picture shows them on the steps with their little sign, and I shit you not, a fucking barbell, like a weight bar, and weight plates. Yeah, that's now, kind of their thing now. They, they, it's they, so they, pathetic. I didn't they, even know they, what they were going to do with it, though. In- some shitty gym that allows them entry. In, but on the Parliament in, steps? In some, uh, you know, in some industrial estate somewhere in the shit, shit, the shit back passages of, of Melbourne. They had to carry that to the Parliament steps to do what? Like deadlift <laughs> for the white race? Like what What was the plan? <laughs> just just working out, man. Fucking just, you never know. You might look, just want to show feel the urge. White people can lift so much better than darkies, man. Fucking... Yeah, like the blacks can't lift and the Jews, oh, don't get me started on their bench. They're terrible weightlifting. They yeah. can't fucking bench at all. So, look, it's just peak cringe behaviour from a group of utterly pathetic people. I think we've got a bit of a consensus these people are cunts. But silver linings, that was really funny. Now, once again, not going to post it, but if you do find it, um, it's a really funny picture. It's fucking pathetic. And they brought like a little crate of water, you know, because you, you need water when you're working out. So the total Aryan victory was total fairly short Because after they started hiling Hitler on the steps, the police decided to politely ask them to leave. And that caused a little bit of a quarrel. Mm. Oh. They're quarrelsome now, people, Nazis. They just seem very argumentative. Now, after a little bit of back and forth, the police decided that the Nazis didn't taste quite salty enough and needed a little bit of spice and yeah. started spraying them That's with OC right. spray. I'm yeah. okay with that. So after the Nazis became a bit more delicious, uh, they fought back, had a bit of a tussle, and yeah, the entire thing ended in just general pointless Nazi What Vic, what Vic Pohl, uh, uh, did was establish a precinct around the uh, around the parliamentary the search that area, is a I'm no-go area and, yeah. and anyone in it uh, will be searched and moved along. I think cars can be as well. Yeah, so I'm not sure how long that parliamentary measure has been in place. I suspect for a very, very long time. It's quite a strong power. When when the Australian Federal Parliament first sat, of course, it sat in the Victorian Parliament, and um, and Billy Hughes, who, who went on to become an Australian Prime Minister, of course, was a rather wretched-looking little fellow. And uh, and he turned up on the front steps of Parliament on the, for the first sitting of Parliament. He was an elected member of Parliament. He was actually two members of Parliament. He was a member of New South Wales um, <coughs> Parliament at the what? same time, which is what? a trivia question. Anyway, he walked up. To, to, there was quite a crowd uh, in Burke Street and Spring Street, and sort of 
to see the first Australian federal parliament. And Billy Hughes, who was, as I say, this rather nondescript little man, sort of fronted up and there was this police sergeant there and he goes, what are you doing here? And he goes, I'm an elected member. He goes, I'm an elected member of parliament, sir. And he goes, no, you're not. And, and made him go around the back. <laughs> Get in the back way. No, you're not. You don't look like one. It's just like Avi Yemen being told he's not a journalist. You don't look like a journalist. You're too small. Yeah. So anyway, so it may be as long as that, maybe as long as 1901 that they've been able to establish a precinct around the parliamentary stairs. And I've got to ask why they haven't done it more often in the last couple of years, Joe. You would ask that. You would ask that. I'm sure they would have found a lot of very interesting things. Anyway, the Nazis, yeah, they they got there was tussling. There was there was there was there was grappling. There was grappling. There was there was there were flags flapping around. There was a, a general angry back and forth, which I feel like the cops kind of won. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah surprisingly, angry. no charges seem to be laid, which is bizarre to me. Um, yeah, look in the end, it's, it's probably paperwork, but but uh, yeah, look, it's one of those things. If if you go out of your way, I know there are a lot of people uh, and a, a lot of our listeners who are sort of a cab types, but it's one of those yeah, sort of straightforward. Uh, way you communicate with other human beings sort of sort of issue. If you upset coppers, they will give you a hard time. Yeah. Even if you're in a protest situation, they will give yeah. you a hard time. Now, other times they will sort of kettle you and try and push you around. Uh, Which and they that means it's going to be an altercation anyway. But well, I mean um, that's that's what happened. I mean the theme of the day was basically damage control. So the police were kettling the Nazis away from the counter protesters, but. At the same time, I mean, like, look, I'm not going to sit here and talk about the virtues of anti-fascists in the face of Nazis, but the cops were getting pretty fucking handsy with the anti-fascists, who were probably being pretty, like, they were probably playing up as well. Yeah, but that's what I mean. That's to keep what I mean. the kids separated. It looked separated. to me like they were just abusing them and, the- and those sorts of things where coppers and one of them are large are just going to go whack out. Yeah, I think that's kind of what happened. But uh, at the end of the day, the cops were somewhat equal opportunity uh, violence inflictors and uh, coercive arms of the no. state because the anti-fascists copped a fair bit of pepper spraying themselves. Um, yes, so I believe. Yeah. yeah, and look, I didn't see all the footage and I don't really understand the backstory, but what I would say is that uh, if uh, if you're seeing a situation where Nazis and anti-fascists are getting an equal, equal spraying, I'm not sure if that's equal when you uh, match it up for uh, who you're dealing with. Anyway. Well, yeah, when you're dealing with copies, you're just saying, look, you've got to think from their point of view. And their point of view is, you guys are really spoiling my day here. <laughs> I was having a lovely day until now, and now I've got to go and deal with you guys. And also, a lot of them probably join the force because they've got a power fetish. But, yeah, there is that. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know so much with Vic Pole these days. I don't know the younger ones too much. But, yeah, there's there's very much an us and them mentality in Vic Pole, and that is, you know, we're good. Everybody else are sort of outsiders. That's the way yeah. they view the world. Yeah. And if you've got a power fetish, really, joining the police is probably a bad idea. Bikies might work better because unless you've got a paperwork fetish, the police is probably not your place to be. <laughs> anyway, the rally was said to begin about 12 p.m. midday, but due to the Nazis in calf strategically showing up early to claim space, it essentially started around 11 and was almost done and dusted before the 12 p.m. start time. And the cops were very interested in making sure this did not last long. You had counter-protesters who moved on toward the Nakba rally to sort of protest and commemorate 75 years of Israeli occupation in Palestine. Pretty standard story. Lefties, generally pro-Palestine. It's just a nice day for them. Fair enough. Go and tell Nazis to fuck off and then go and support Palestine. Fine. 
The Nazis were then moved by police toward Fitzroy Gardens, where they were essentially stranded due to their car tyres being slashed. Oh, that's not nice. Oh, what a shame. Another total Aryan victory. Total Aryan victory. This is sound, this thing's starting to sound like Stalingrad, Joel. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, news ain't good from Stalingrad, as mm. uh, Tism would say. Uh, defecate on my face. Uh, so while a group of protesters stuck around to mock them, chanting, fuck off, Nazis, fuck off. Fuck off, Nazis, fuck off, fuck off. No, they should have done that. I hope it's done to that tune. I no, hope it, wasn't. it is. It was, fuck off, Nazis, fuck off. Oh. You're right, though. That should have had a real cricket tinge to it. I <laughs> yeah, think the problem is the Nazis made it. Fuck off, that. Nazis, fuck off, fuck off. Anyway. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I think they would have liked the come on Aussie style, though. You know, you know. Mm. Oh, well, Might be some it. copyright issues. There could be some copyright issues. I don't think anyone cares. So the Nazis played with their phones and had a bit of a sook behind police guards waiting to be escorted individually away from the scene, safely to some sort of alternate transport, something along the lines. And I'm just, I just hope that they didn't get any parking tickets, Jack, because oh, yeah. that hope. just would, Let's that hope. seems unfair. Yeah, it would make their it a really bad day. It their would... tyres were slashed by Antifa, <laughs> by terrorists. You can't That's have right. that. That's right. They're terrorists. Yeah, but it's starting not to look like a total Aryan victory job. Oh, what gives you that idea? <laughs> it's starting to look a little bit like God of Demerung in the bunker. I'm not going to lie. We're leaving out so many failures on their part, but we don't have all fucking day. So while the Nazis waited to be taken away safely by their police handlers, serial right-wing pest and absolutely not a journalist. Not a journalist, Yemeni, Darby. Not a journalist. Flanked by... They're not talking about me, right? Ruxin Fernando started oh, just straight Ruxin's up there. interviewing Nazis for their rebel news video, for their shitty fucking content. They talked to Tom Sewell. It's fucking shameless. Now, it was hard to know at the time whether Arvi was actually about to platform Nazis and side with them or not, but they did seem pretty chummy. I mean, you would think he wouldn't. I mean, he comes from a huge prominent Jewish family, but they do all kind of hate him. And he probably hates himself. Yeah, uh, self-hating he, Jew. Well, I mean, he did say he's the self-proclaimed world's proudest Jewish Nazi, right? I mean, John Safran jokes that. about being a self-hating Jew, but I mean, saying you're a proud Jewish Nazi. Yeah, it's Larry David's shtick, you know. I mean, it's, that, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's if fun, only he was. It's funny when funny. he does it. Yeah. Exactly, because it's neurotic and cute, and you know he's kidding for fuck's sake. And he doesn't tend to have Nazis on the show. Um, he does have Cheryl Hines, though, who is now married to RFK Jr., which has oh, there's a lot to say about that, but let's not. Yeah. His bodyguard was there too, which is really good because Daniel Jones has been seen several times with the NSN crew in the past. Does so tend I, to hang out. Yeah, would have been nice. Hang I don't think he's guys. got many friends. So it's good to see some old mates there, you know, uh, you know, maybe have, have mix up with some of your old chums. Yeah, look, as it turned out, both predictably, but also in a hugely disappointing move, Avi Yemeni did indeed release a video that not only platformed neo-Nazis, but claimed that anti-fascists were not only worse, but also more anti-Semitic because they attacked him and he believes he was the only Jew there. Because he's a fucking idiot. Now, this, this, <laughs> this protest and the Nazi appearances... Far too frequent on the on the steps of uh, of uh, Victorian of the Victorian Parliament have been condemned by every Jewish group in Australia. Yeah, except for every except single for one of them, except for yeah. Avi Yemeni. Yeah, he's not a Jewish what's, group though. What's he's wrong Jewish with Nazi. this picture? What is wrong with this picture? Yeah, and the fact that he thinks he's the only Jew there. I mean, like, 
bless, it goes without saying, but a few um, sort of anti-fascist Twitter accounts, things like that, were like, I know, uh, uh, you know, X amount of Jews there. I think uh, Aaron, who's now just F off Nazis on Twitter, was saying, I know, like, you know, at least, like, you know, sort of three Jews. And I think I saw, like, a Hasidic Jew, like, yelling at Nazis, stuff like that. But it goes without saying, of course, there were fucking Jews there. Statistically speaking, there was like a thousand people. There's probably a few Jews in the crowd. Avi Yemeni's a moron. And he says these things to a fucking crowd of dipshits who fucking believe what he says because they yep. just love hearing his voice because they tell him exactly what they want to hear because he lies to them in sweet, sweet, hate-filled parcels. Anyway, there's lots wrong with that. It is worth unpacking because the rally itself, which was a fucking train wreck from start to finish, total Aryan victory, right? Yeah. The Nazis showed up. Nobody came out to hang out with them. Nobody. And, well, and the flyer was all over Telegram. Cookers just didn't turn up. The sort of usual everyday parasite to go there every weekend and just sort of piss on the steps, they appeared to actually keep away from the Nazis. And generally speaking, they didn't get the chance. The Nazis didn't really get the chance to sign up these dopey anti-vaxxers who, let's face it, they've seen Europa because L. Salzone told them to and they're starting to think that maybe Hitler wasn't such a bad guy after all. I mean, like mm. a lot of these people are getting pretty Nazi-pilled, but the PR issues around Nazism is still pretty bad. So, look, still I did expect it to be more of a success, to be honest. Maybe it was because it ended before it began. You know, being moved on before the 12 p.m. start date, probably saw some possible cookers turning up to police lines and no party, not really being able to get through. But it also looks like cookers might not be completely keen quite yet to become full-blown Nazis. Not yet. But not as the yet. NSN has suggested, they are warming up to it. And it is a worry because Sewell and co. have said that they're starting to win hearts and minds. And while a clusterfuck like Saturday would suggest otherwise with their total Aryan victory, the comments... Never read the comments, by the way. Are telling a fairly worrying sort I of story. I have a T-shirt that says that. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, look, that. one thing we mentioned still before, and I will find this out for our listeners and patrons um, for the next episode. Sewell has outstandings in my mind. I just, I, I, It's just taking so long. He was charged in 2021 May. With armed robbery, robbery, theft, criminal damage, affray with a face covering, affray, assault with a weapon, violent disorder, common law assault, and committing an indictable offence while on bail. That oh. was in May 2021. Is that all? And look, he, his first appearance was in August. He was yeah, okay. bailed. He was actually remanded in custody um, between May and August. And okay. then he was bailed at that time, I think, yeah. bailed that first, first, uh, first hearing. Uh, and really it's hard silly. to find out anything else since. Yeah, okay. I want to say very, 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 very allegedly um, that I've heard through anti-vascist circles just on Twitter, it's all public record stuff that's been published out there, that Tom Sewell is a suspected police informant. I have, look. Uh, you, I, I don't have the backstory on my hand. talked about this on a patron, but, uh, on a patron episode. Um, yeah, I'm going to find out what's happened to this. I mean, it, it's, it's two look. years almost to the day since since the, the charges were laid. It's a lot now, of charges to get bail for. It, he, ev- he eventually got bail in a COVID sense. environment, um, in a COVID jail environment. Yeah. So, you know, so, so bail was being handed out a fair bit. And what we've seen, it may well be that it's just been delayed. 
that the, the, the trial's been just delayed. Quite possibly. But, I mean, like, but I can see why people think But we will find out and get back to you. It's, that's a, it's a huge it, – this, this relates to, a, 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 well, should we say, an attack, an alleged attack. Alleged, uh, allegedly, a, allegedly. In central Victoria, um, yeah. including hikers. Um, so <clears throat> it would be if, – if found guilty, and you would imagine some of these charges might ultimately be dropped before he goes to court, uh, or or during the, during proceedings. That happens. But you would imagine some being charged with armed robbery, robbery, theft, criminal damage, affray with a face covering, etc. assault with a weapon, uh, violent disorder. That's be, a holiday. And you got that's priors. That's a five-year holiday. Yeah, that's a five Got to be. Yeah. With his, with his, of course, we're all a bit astonished when in January this year he got off the, uh, the assault. Well, didn't get off. He was convicted of the assault but not given any jail time because he pleaded that his wife, I think, or his partner was... I think seven months pregnant at the time. Yeah. Uh, he also listed his employment as a factor. He would yeah. lose his employment. So he was ultimately given a non-custodial sentence. Sounds like he had a good lawyer. Uh, he represented himself. Whoa. Fuck. Well done him. Terrifying. I don't like smart Nazis. And to be honest, he, he, you know, he's smart enough to, to work out the system now. He actually offered one, one person who'd witnessed the assault on the Channel 9 security guard who was decked and hit his head hard on the concrete and yeah. it looked bad. One person who witnessed that had told the court that she had had nightmares as a result of that and uh, uh, Sewell, as, 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 part of his, as part of his statement of the court, offered his apologies to her, so, you know, making the right noises. Yeah, he you knows know exactly I mean? how to do this. You he know. knows exactly how to do this. Get yeah. done on a DUI and um, and go to rehab. He denied it was a racial attack and all this sort of stuff, although it clearly was. Yeah, what a fucking cunt. Anyway, so the anti-trans pivot has created this sort of satanic panic situation. And it's seeing these hysterical levels of fear-mongering around this idea of pedophilic grooming and this bizarre, violent sexual delusions around drag performers <laughs> infecting the minds of these gullible cookers who are looking for a new thing to be upset about. Let's face it, yeah. the jab, boring, old it's news. It's just getting boring. Let's get yeah. angry at trans people and let's just call them pedophiles for no fucking reason at all. And while cookers are angry and convincing themselves that people in drag are genuinely horrible people, trans, drag, two very different things, by the way. And, yes, of course, they are. <laughs> these are also incredibly stupid and completely made-up reasons, they do not exist, the idea of a big Nazi strongman to, as the Nazis would say, destroy pedo freaks, seems quite appealing to them. I mean, that's my theory anyway. It seems they're kind of getting off on the idea that, and this is something that, you know, the Sewell actually said, the Conservatives hadn't stepped up, they haven't been violent uh, enough. I think if you're a cooker and you go, look, I've spent the last two years just uh, protesting the, the jab and the mandates and all that sort of stuff, still I would think there'd be a, a, a large number of cookers who go, Nazis, I don't want to hang around with Nazis. I, I think, I, and the, I do. The, 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 very, the very fact that Nazis are on my side means my side might not be the right side. Are to we the bad credit, guys? Are yeah. we the bad? Exactly. And I think there are some there'll be, there'll be a lot of people who are, who are like that. I'd I think like there are. I really I'd do. Like to the credit. Think. But I'd like not enough. Not fucking enough. And the ones who have convinced themselves that Drag Queen Storytime is run by pedophiles, that trans people are somehow grooming pedophiles for some weird reason, nobody likes a fucking pedophile. I'm not surprised that they're angry. 
the fact that they think these people are pedophiles is a problem. Not that they're fighting pedophilia. I don't have a problem with fighting pedophilia. You're not fighting pedophilia, though. You're fighting a fucking straw man designed to make you hate people that have been traditionally marginalized for fucking, what, centuries now? You fucking rubes. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Look, the other thing, you know, in the far right is... Is its opposition to the voice, yeah, uh, to the referendum that we will soon have, and cookers want to vote no for reasons they find difficult to articulate. Although there's a, the, the the prominent thing is, we don't want two levels of Australians, you know, and and they'll then they'll summon up apartheid, like yes. they're somehow <laughs> going to you know be only pissing in the whites only toilets, you know, yeah. the, the, and they're the they're the smelly ones. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. The black ones are yeah. really nice and clean. Sure. They, they, won't come, they won't come right out and say, we don't trust Indigenous Australians. Well, well, they're often happy to say the quiet part out loud. They're trying not to come off as complete racist arseholes. Yeah. But they love hearing the quiet part out loud. And who says it best? Nazis. They love that. <laughs> This is the least controversial thing they'll say all week. I mean, so look, you got the Aboriginal Voice Exposed group on Telegram. It has 1370 subscribers. I think we talked to our patrons That's about bad this recently. Enough. Look, it's enough, but it's tiny for Telegram. You know, Pete Evans has 50,000 and he's fucking irrelevant. So the content that they produce is shared across many much larger cooker groups who may or may not realize that it's run by Nazis. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that with may or may not, even though it's full mm. of Blair content. I think you're being content. generous there, Joe. Real fucking generous, trust me. And while I have this big circle joke about how the voice will be rigged, how it's going to bring in a new Aboriginal tax, it's an actual post from the fucking group, and how white people shouldn't have to be welcomed to their own country at events, at the end of the day, it's a Trojan horse for Nazi bullshit. They've got these articles from XYZ News that are linked to straight up Nazi content. Once you go to that page, you will have shit about basically erasing go. Jews within one click. Yep. So it'd be difficult to say the cookers who are sharing this were completely aware of this link. Maybe they're sharing the thumbnail without clicking through the link, but it's fucking hard to say they're oblivious to it. Anyway. It's a, it, it's a tough argument to make. Look, I spent a lot of time explaining how dumb these people are. So I give them the benefit of the doubt when it comes to being intelligent. That being said. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's a fair call. Yeah, I don't know. The Nazis are using right-wing causes to recruit idiots by pandering to their bullshit and then linking them to their little Nazi news quarterly page. And they're just basically just trying to push the Jewish question onto gullible cookers, which is the last thing we need because it's going to work. It will work. So we'll be seeing this from the right in the future, especially from RV, Ruction, other fucking awkward Nazi apologists who would rather side with people that literally want them dead rather than people they disagree with on culture war shit like trans issues. And as usual, this isn't unique to Australia. This is in total fucking lockstep with a collective conservative tantrum by US conservatives. When Joe Biden declared white supremacy the most dangerous terrorist threat, a, a, a as they call it, of their historically black university, a fucking desperate flurry of racism came in its wake, essentially proving his point. I mean, instead of saying white supremacy is bad, which is fine and not hard to do, they bleat about these pumped-up black crime statistics and generally lean into the fact that they are indeed white supremacists, they fully support this cause, and, let's face it, white nationalists at heart. So I would say expect more of this. I don't know specifically where it's coming from, like Freedom Works or people associated with CPAC or whatever, but it's being pushed really hard, and the way in which this, like, no... 
Nazis aren't that bad is happening in a sort of like weird Western social well, it's, media it's, global sense. It's, it's the whole it's the whole basis of Nazism. It it it, it flourishes in chaos. Yeah, and, and so neo Nazis know enough to create chaos to create a sense of chaos. They're quite good. Yeah, uh, and that's and that's that's where they recruit. That's where they recruit. We're seeing it in Europe with significant numbers. Uh, uh, attaching themselves to ultra-nationalist groups. Yeah. Uh, we see it really throughout the world. You might have seen the Turkish election goes to runoff on May 28, yeah. and what the <laughs> third candidate who polled 4% of the vote is essentially a Nazi Turk. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. So, so his his votes will his voters will either go will either stay home or probably vote for... Uh, one. So uh, we, we will see. We will see. Uh, yes, look, uh, Nazis using the rental crisis as a wedge to alienate immigrants will not work because fundamentally people detest Nazis. It's Branding problem. Seen, but if the right-wing media machines start to drill the point that rents are increasing, wages are decreasing due to increased post-COVID immigration, then we are going to see the Nazis keep trying to recruit on these inflamed talking points. You know, this was something that existed in Peter Dutton's uh, budget in reply. Yeah. We'll talk about budget budgets in reply later, but yes, um, <laughs> but yes, it was mentioned, and they were saying, "Look, we support immigration," but there was no doubt there was a little bit of dog whistling going on. Oh, there's huge dog whistling coming from over there. He there's condemned a, this they, rally. They kept talking I mean, about a, a popular a, 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 a group of say over the next five years, immigration will total um, uh, the population of Adelaide. Uh, and that that was that was a talking point from the Liberal Party last week, and and you think, well, that sounds very ominous for the uh, people of Adelaide. They might be able to get in the fucking trucks because we've got uh, a million five people to come here. A million They'd two. run out of Coopers if they weren't all muzzies. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so look, I'm, and I, I'm I'm always sort of kind of open to having conversations about immigration as long as they're sensible and rational. Yeah, exactly. Most of the people who will be coming here will be coming here to study and work. Um, yeah, it's great for our economy. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, we're not, in most cases, and this was the deceitful part of our Dutton's comments last week, in most cases these people will be coming here to study or coming here because they are sought after as employees for, to do the sort of work that Australians we're a bit too good don't like doing. Not a fan. Like, and also they're probably going to give 30% of their pay packet back to their fucking boss. Yeah, it, uh, well, no, well, they give 30% of their pay packets to the Australian government. Well, they do the other one. But remember the uh, 7-Eleven scandal where the uh, the bosses were basically making the students work and just taking the money? Oh, yeah, well, you've got you know, wage theft, the, the, the wage theft issues around around migration, totally. of course, and that's when you don't get the migration right. So when, when, wow. you, when you've got too many people coming here who have no right to work, you know they're going to be exploited. Yeah, so, yeah. <clears throat> so we've anyway, got jobs. Look, we have the entire population numbers. of Adelaide coming our way tomorrow. Yeah, it's good for the economy. Bring it on. Anyway, you know, eventually it's going to work. All this talk, and while yeah. Nazis have a serious branding issue, people like over Yemeni declaring they are not so bad, and certainly not as bad as Antifa. Antifa. We will see people starting to ask whether Nazis are as bad as we think, and whether they might be un- misunderstood. I, I don't. I'm not sure. I think there will be some. Definitely. Oh, it's, you know, it's a that's fraction. Why they, that's why they're misbehaving in public. Yeah. You know, this is all about drawing people in. It's a stunt. It's a stunt. It's a recruitment stunt. Um, but look, uh, one Nazi is too many. 
and uh, and that's the issue here. And I think you know every every person they recruit into this ridiculous death cult is a soul that really is lost. So the stakes are quite high. I know they won't be marching on the streets in numbers that we've seen for real people causes like climate change and uh, and war protests. But I was talking to one of our one of our friends in um, uh, in law enforcement just uh, just uh, in the last couple of hours, Joel, and uh, they were saying the same thing. They're, they're very concerned, and we've talked about this almost endlessly in our shows. What happens to those people who who can't come back? Yeah. Yeah, and and and, uh, and and there is a fair acceptance in law enforcement that there are a large group of people who can't come back, and and that's not necessarily their purview, purview, um, the law enforcement that is, but when you there will, there will be some who will go to to real extremism, and I'm they're really the ones that, that have happen. to sort of be watched. Yeah. I would find it very difficult to go to a, a gay club in the next probably four odd years anyway. So, look, this entire thing is fucking terrible. The idea of pandering yeah. to people's self-interest and exploiting a conspiratorial satanic panic around trans and gender issues is absolutely not beneath Nazis. Turning around and saying that you can't get a rental because of brown people and your kids are going to get fucked by drag queens. I mean, that is not beneath their purview whatsoever. But this is the thing, is likely we're going to see these weasels continuing to sniff around cooker circles, trying to recruit the most vulnerable in our society to their ranks. And when I say the most vulnerable, I mean the most stupid, which is cookers. They are fucking dumb. So we don't need more Nazis. We really do not. We need more Nazis like a fucking moose needs a hat rack. Nobody has ever needed more Nazis. I shouldn't have to say this. No, no. It's so redundant. But it feels like there is a flashpoint happening right now. And hopefully it passes without too many of these total Aryan victories. But fuck me. As they well, when said. You're de- when you're dealing with very, very stupid people, you, you know they're going to, you know, their their understanding of 20th century history is probably not going to be all that comprehensive, particularly the middle part. Trust um, me, Europa is going to be rife in these ranks. They watch that 12-hour thing. Fuck, man, watching 12 hours of content – Almost well done. Almost well done. But they come out of it thinking Hitler's not such a bad guy because they're gullible morons and they swallow counter-narratives because they think it makes them clever and edgy because it panders to their fucking insecurities. (sighs) Anyway, they said they're going to be back. I don't know if they're going to be bigger and better as they promised, but they're just going to keep doing it. And they're not done trying to recruit morons into this weird dick-touching club they've created. Oh, yeah, look. look, yeah, this, look at there's mine. a lot of homoerotic stuff going on there, isn't You're there? circumcised, you Jewish dickhead. Yeah, sick. Yeah, a lot of homoerotic stuff, a bit of Eric Rom stuff, mm-hmm. leader of the brown shirts who was uh, executed on the night of the long knives when mm. they when the Gestapo walked in. Actually, it was the, the black shirts of the SS when they when they walked in, Eric. Now, Eric Holm was uh, was being fucked up the ass. It sounds like a shit gay bar to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes, dressed yeah. yeah, Nazi night <laughs> at, at, at the um, yeah Nazi at night. The Imperial's no good. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. Stop what you're doing right now, Joel. Stop that awful law degree. You're not going to need it. No. If you ever need help with the law, you don't need a lawyer. You need a Balloch. <laughs> Derek Balloch. He's better than a lawyer. That's right. If you're in the market for a law talking guy, Derek's your man. Good. 
for as little as more than a lawyer would charge. Derek can help. <laughs> Does the boss want you to get vaccinated but you don't want to take the death jab? Give Derek a call. Save me. Food you've been dudded at the ballot box? And everywhere you look is electoral, electoral fraud. fraud. Drop Derek a line. Oh, good. Oh, good. Want to charge Dan Andrews with treason but can't be bothered filling out the paperwork? Get Derek Ballock on the blower. We'll misprision him to the yards. <laughs> what have you got to lose? Besides your house, your car, the love and respect of your family. Nothing, right? No. On receipt of funds in small, non-sequential notes, if you would be so kind, (laughs) Derek will be hot on the trail of the kind of justice as seen on TV. And, Joel, the reviews are in. We thank Cooker Watch for some of these. On Derek Ballock, law-talking guy. Ballock's evidence is inconclusive and unreliable. Mm, That's a good quote. Ouch. As a matter of evidence, I find the statements provided by Ballock on this issue to be of limited weight and not at all persuasive. Mm. It's classic judge talk. Oh, master of the roles. Fuck you up. I agreed with the board. The submission was fanciful and had no substance. Oh, ouch. Overwhelmingly, these unfair dismissal claims have been unsuccessful and challenge to employer-mandated COVID-19 policies and other measures have only had limited success in circumstances where relevant consultation requirements were not followed. But, oh. Joel, success? Limited? Oh. But yeah, still. success. 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 Oh, mate, I'm fucking, I'm keen. I'm gonna, do you have a business card? Do you have a business it's card? A success, they're just limited. Beyond that, the defence submissions are legally and grammatically nonsensical. Well, that's not so good, that one. <laughs> it's not great. It's not but then my personal favourite is... Okay, this is great because this really sums it up. The application is therefore dismissed. <laughs> the application is, he said that a few times. Well, what and could possibly costs. go wrong? No, Assets, listeners, they're messy, messy oh, things. So much hassle. And make you fill out tax returns to an illegal government already tainted by treason. Ugh. And if Derek has anything to say about it, has no jurisdiction. None, not whatsoever. Absolutely not. So if you've craved a sea change, run out of town with Bayless snapping at your ass before you finally hock the last remaining property. You have to scrounge together a bit of coin for a deposit on a van down, down by, by the, the river. river. Derek can make that happen today. Good man. Certainly by midday. Next Wednesday, you will be financially fucked. Well, he does like a sleep in, so give him give him some time. Yeah, yeah don't give hit him, him up early time. in the morning. Yes. Now, he may be a little bit busy at the moment. Because Derek is actually suing he the ABC. So he's uh, suing the ABC. As he says. I'm not sure if they've received the statement of claim. Not Maybe yet. he doesn't know the address Something. in Ultimo. It's Harris Street. Rome wasn't Just, built in a day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, good luck with that, Derek. Um, all they've got is, uh, what's that? Billions in assets and some of the finest legal minds in the country at their disposal. But don't let that bother you, mate. You're Derek Bullock. That's right. Limited success. Success. Look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself you are Derek Bullock. Fuck yeah. And point at yourself and maybe spit it a couple of times because, you know, add some spice. Uh, We're taking his coin anyway. Written and authorised by Jack the Insider (laughs) and Joel Hill on behalf of Derek Bullock. Law talking guy. My name is Joel Hill and I approve of this message. The cows have fucking masks on. Everybody is up for the high jump. If they deserve it, if they deserve to hang, they will hang. Rise up Australia. Men of Australia, time to step up and be real men. Protect your kids or go down biggest cowards this country has ever seen. Hang that animals.
And in this week's Cooker Update, we have to have a bit of a chat about Monica Smith. Come on. She has been incredibly funny recently for all the usual reasons and then some. She's a funny girl. She's fucking hilarious. She's had her day in court. She's begged for money and released a profit and loss statement for RDA that was meant to show her in this sort of dire need for cash, but actually shows she's raking in a shitload of money and doing fuck all with it. <laughs> Got to have a big thanks to various people for this. Sandy and Soz, Exposing MV, Dallas. I'm not even sure what you did in this one, Dallas, but you probably ruined something on behalf Thank of Thank you, money. guys. Uh, <laughs> yes, it has been something to see. Couldn't do without you. Thank you very much, honestly. You guys watch the videos. I can't be fucked. So she set up this anti-trans group called Voice for Kids. And then she not only denied being associated with it, but then pretended that she sort of stumbled upon them randomly on the internet. And they were like awesome and really great. Oh, really, really good. They're really nice people. Goes to another school. You can't meet her, but she's so... Voice for Kids. She didn't bother paying for a domain privacy clause. It's like 20 bucks extra at the end of the application. Times are tough. So it was clear that voiceforkids.com.au was a domain bought by RDA. It was obvious. As usual, she was caught lying and brushed it off because a few fibs is just the kind of usual with Mao Monmon. This is what she does. To die with a Y in it. (sighs) Truly. So in an email entitled RDA Closing Down, she says this. It is with a heavy heart I inform you that... Where's the comma? Where's the comma, Mon? Jesus. <laughs> it is with a heavy heart I inform you that RDA is on the brink of bankruptcy. Is it, though? I declare bankruptcy. <laughs> I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> I declare bankruptcy! <laughs> we explain it and even show profit loss statements from the last 10, 10 months so you can see why I have... No choice. There is a question mark at the end of this title because RDA can be saved. There is a way. There is a way. But it will be up to the people, not us. What would that way be, Joe? Yeah. By the way. That that would be uh, winning the lottery or someone goes and gets a job or. Well, as it turns out, maybe grandmother giving her the house, but that's something we'll discuss in a bit. One thing I can say is that after she said, you can see why I have no choice, there was no full stop. And I could see in your face veins (laughs) bursting when there was no full stop after that. No, no, it had to be read the right way because it's like there is. There is hope. That's why I'm not putting a full stop here. <laughs> there is hope. If and I just want to leave it out there. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. I fucking love it. Can, so, can, look, we can be saved. It can be saved. Yeah, I just need My you to flick me a fucking racket can be saved. <laughs> oh, this is going to be a fun segment. So, yeah, she begs some money. There's pictures of a balance sheet, which seems to indicate that she's making like something like $200,000 a year in donations. There's like fifty grand a quarter. Was that four months or something? Vulnerable people. Fucking ridiculous. Where's the money, Monica? Where's the money, Monica? Where's Where's the the money? Psst, money. Where's the tax? Hey, where? It is actually revenue. Donations are revenue. You are not a charity. You are not a not-for-profit. Yeah, that'll be the next chapter in this story, I'm sure of it. Yes, I think we're headed that way. Mm. So she also released a video asking for the same old people that she was more than happy to see die so she could have her freedoms (laughs) to now give her their money. For some reason. Yeah, she is fishing for inheritances. Oh. Now, bequeathing money, it's totally a thing in fundraising. This is nothing new. She's not, you know, Mm. reaching into the barrel here. Legitimate charities it is, John. Well, yes. (laughs) If you're just running a racket. Fair, fair. 
But the thing is, is that usually people don't encourage policies to kill the people they want to then give them money. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, that's a bit of a, bit of a side hustle she's got going Kind on of like here. going to a pound and like shooting all the dogs but asking them to bequeath them money first. That's not mm. how this works, Monica. Yeah. You're mental. So in a video posted by Exposing MV on Twitter, Monica is shown literally calling for old people to oppose lockdowns and become martyrs for people's livelihoods. Ooh. What? The ability to work Ooh. at a fucking milk bar? Oh, Monica, you are sick. She's a fucking sociopath. And now she wants their money when they finally die. After all the lockdowns <laughs> saved all these old people, she's like, oh, you've lived too long. Look me up. Cough on you <laughs> because we're unvaccinated and we've just got enormous viral loads. We'll pop around a, a residential aged care facility, cough all over the lot of you. Change those and, wills. Uh, and here's the will, if you could just change that. If you could. If you could. Thank you very much. Don't worry. We'll have our in-house lawyer uh, make sure it's all, all legit. More of that to come. So Monica claims the money will go to this, you know, more annoying printed nonsense truth trucks and, you know, that sort of bullshit. But she continues to say that she's paying herself $500 a week. Yeah. Well, that's her story. That's, that's a tax minimization measure and, and a legitimate one. But, uh, yeah, well, she's running yes. a company. So she's actually a company director. Yeah. And she pays herself a salary. And that salary will sit underneath the taxable threshold. Yeah. She gets a lot of benefits from the company. And they are taxed at a company rate, but uh -huh. she doesn't have them as the income. So, so she's been able to split her income by having, I guess, what were on occasions volunteers then coming onto staff. She had staff about four or five people, I think. Yeah, she had, she had stuff going on. So yeah. she would have um, uh, minimised, legitimately, uh, minimised some of her tax by paying staff from all the money that she's made in donations. I put it around about you've, – you've seen the P&L and I haven't, but – Well, it's it only a fraction four, of the story. $400,000 oh, uh, no, total income? Uh, $400,000 Over since, the course, it be over a million. Really? Sure. Oh, yeah. The 300K she's got from, uh, from the legal thing when she was in jail – um, and look, no, that was 300. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, there, there's a lot of bank, there's a lot of bank going on. So, look, she was in a van down by the river. We yeah. kind of laughed at her about that. Apparently, she's upgraded to living with her folks again. I feel very sorry for them. I'm not sure how that relationship goes, and it's not my business or ours, so we're not going to touch that. Being facetious, even conversation about it, but it was recently discovered that Monica actually had an investment property which she sold and was living off that cash. Oh. So, so not just a 500 year week. Yeah, the plot thickens, the wallet thickens. As Soz said on Twitter, she'd been living rent-free and earning money off an investment property and, of course, then bitching about being on $500 a week. But I tell you fucking what, that definitely puts a dent in the idea that she's been broke for years as she keeps on fucking oh, I'm paying her $500 a week. Well, look, I saw her do a video where she pulled the last five what was it, 5000 out of the bank? Oh, yeah, that's right. You yeah, that? with a little cash thing. Yeah. And, and you, know, you know, let's yeah, let's all just live on cash and, you know, we don't know what the man monitoring our movements and all that sort of stuff. All that, that was her trying to hit the mark and missing really hard while every other one was doing transfer. Yeah, but it was quite clearly a lie. She's now well, posted yes, a P&L with, with $2 million in revenue over three or four years. Yes, yeah, it's a fucking lie. It's quite clearly a lie. And she's got, a, she's got an investment property. 
I mean, she is just a scammer. Let's get let's get that out there. She's just a con artist. That's what Come you can see me, Monica. We'll go through every element of your life, every single uh, item where you have taken money from other people. You come and see me anytime you like. <laughs> That's an invitation. That's a party. Now, look, I'm going to say that essentially this is performative victim bullshit in order to try and get cookies to dig deep and give you money for reasons that sort of don't exist. I mean, like, let's face it. Like, This is a tweet from the mask victim and paraphrase said that she was so broke that she accepted money from a kid at a servo. Oh, that's the, she the, did. the 20. The 20. Yeah, yeah, the 20. She took a kid's pocket money. <laughs> she took the kid's pocket money. You know what you what? do in that situation? You politely decline. You do. And you you're do. nice to them about it. Maybe you sign the note to be so like a celebrity type. you hang type. on to that and you look after your mum and dad. You that. go and buy yourself whatever the opposite and of the COVID vaccine went, is. Yoink. Good on, you. Good on you, kid. Oh, by the way, also, can you pose with it to make content? Because there's nothing more it valuable looks so than content. Good. I mean, this is just a complete lack of self-awareness that she Jeez, does have because that just looked worst. terrible. I know, because it is the lack of self-awareness thinking, oh, man, when people realize a kid will give me their last 20 bucks, they'll <laughs> love me. I'm like, Jesus I'm not sure if that's the yeah, message. That's right. Are we you, getting that message from show this? the world. Show the world you're a grifter. This is the best way of doing it. Fucking anyway. Anyway. It turns out Mon Mon is taking overseas trip. Oh, my eyes, Mon Mon. And a nice long one. Don't know where the money came from. Apparently she is broke, but, well, but hey, everyone needs a holiday. She's going to, she's going backpacking. She's going backpacking. She's going to Europe for, I, I, I heard, five years. But at <laughs> yeah, least no. a few years. It's it's five and a half months. Five and a half months. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's where I got the yeah. five from. Look, and that's, that's going to cost a fortune. Yeah, I, exactly. I, mean, I wonder if that will be a column on the next profit and loss screenshots you releases. I think. Well, I mean, well, to be honest, I don't want be, to cause... impugn too much here. But by the time she gets back, she will have to file tax returns, where she will be owing the Australian tax office, taxation office. I'm presuming here. Uh, quite a lot of money, and, possibly. Uh, and quite possibly, yeah. Uh, then I think the federal court looms as a possible uh, as a possible venue to discuss to discuss her financial matters uh, in an ongoing way. Oh, don't worry, reignite legal will take care of it. You'll see, you'll see. Oh, yeah. So, speaking of things all legal and mattery, she had a big day in court, and this it was a big one. Yeah, it was a there was a big one. So this one was, was the big one. Two, two hearings. And this one has been a long time coming and a huge cash cow for the apparently almost defunct organization, as she likes to fucking say. She crowdfunded approximately $300,000, but claims she spent it on other people's court other people? cases. Other people, they, 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 they go to another school. You, yeah, you exactly. wouldn't know them. But yeah, you wouldn't know them. See, that's the thing. We're waiting to hear which ones they are, right? Like maybe she was really quiet about it because look, if Monica Smith is yeah. one thing, well, she's one quiet thing. and modest, right? That's you it. know, real Very shrinking violet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quiet. Her court case coincides with the launch of Reignite Legal, which has admittedly been active for a while, but it needs a bit of a promotional bump. And how else to promote her new weird little boutique law firm than to not use it and represent herself? <laughs> 
marketing yeah. fucking genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. God. When I realized that, I'm like, hold on. Doesn't you have a law firm? Why is she representing herself? So she's turned into a bit of a soft sit, but like she's got this legal firm. But what? Yeah. Anyway, Ooh, look. Oh, I wouldn't use them. Oh, they're not great. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. It's not, it's not a ringing endorsement, I think, is what you're saying, Joe. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's quite wild. Anyway, look, Reignite Legal are very funny. Uh, they've got these seven promises, which includes they will not accept a case they don't think has a chance of winning or settling, yeah. which is. That's been done before. Um, yes. It's not uh, the first time. It's every not the first lawyer time. ever. Uh, <laughs> lawyers have hung the shingle out on that basis, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of one of the uh, uh, parts of your duty as a lawyer, which you are bound to by <laughs> professional ethics. I actually got a distinction in ethics. Thank you very much, everyone, you know. Uh, you can you can throw well, your underwear Joel. at the stage. Yes, let's get on with it. Uh, but this is the kind of thing where you blink twice and think, why are you saying this? But then you realise that you look at various other lawyers who I will not mention because they have quite a lot of money and very nice cars and probably quite litigious, but considering you know, they just do it on a fucking Saturday, they have been taking on cases with no chance of success for years now. All these dodgy <laughs> freedom fucks who are like, oh, yeah. We'll, I, think, we'll just- I think we can win it. We'll just argue the Constitution. By the way, if we crowdfund it, my charges are $600 an hour. Look at fucking Buckley. A guy's life is fucking ruined because he's such a fucking greedy cunt. But that's what he did. He took on cases with no chance of success. It also claims, and I really like this one, that they will, quote, only use the law as a shield, not a weapon. Now, I've been doing some law school myself. It's a shield, not a sword. Not a sword. Monica. You got close. Set a weapon. Sword. Shield, yeah. not sword. That's in every fucking legal textbook. It, some fucking dickhead judge is always going to say it somewhere. They always find an excuse. But this principle absolutely clashes with her plan to sue police for arresting her. But let's face it. I mean, since she didn't use Reignite Legal to defend her this yeah, time. I, that's her out. She might be, yeah, being pretty honest. Maybe she's going to actually use that real lawyers for this one. But probably not. I think she'll probably represent herself. But my favourite one of all is this one. Quote, Our focus will always be on what is moral, not what is, quotation marks, legal or, quotation marks, lawful. Yeah. How does that win cases? Uh, I could it's just, not going to win cases. I could just hear a thousand magistrates just groaning That's at once. That's what's wrong with it. That's what's wrong with the law, John. Uh, yeah. It doesn't really work that way. But as we should discuss, true to her word, that's how she conducted herself in court. I mean, she doesn't have professional obligations to the court, but yeah, that's that's the way she played. Her general argument was, how would I know about the laws? I don't read this gazette they are published in. Which leads to the question, oh, Monica, you were at a, a protest against the laws. The laws, you, know, you, you remember you, that? Yeah, remember that you yeah, were protesting the ones you broke, against the, the laws. This, yeah, you established yeah. an organisation whose main purpose was to oppose the laws, these COVID laws that you didn't yeah, know about, that uh, didn't know existed. In the end, I, you know, I just quite got you know don't know about the laws. Oh no, solid work. She also uh, quite openly admitted that she broke the laws, which makes it baffling why she didn't plead guilty. Well, it's not baffling, really. A, a guilty plea would have saved the court time and money, but she wouldn't have been able to grandstand for idiot followers and use it to get donations. Classic moniker. And also yeah. type the cause so they can't deal with terrible people. Yeah, actual crime. And put terrible people away. Actual problems and actual issues between parties. Genuine civil cases that 
have, you know, the whole thing of livelihoods. Well, some people's livelihoods do rely on court case outcomes and you are delaying them because you're a selfish fucking prat. Con artist, yeah. And look, she kind of won anyway. She was found guilty. Well, it's always always going to be that way because because of time served, yeah. Well, yeah, and look, she actually, during the court case, said not to consider the time served and then spent quite a lot of time explaining why the time served should be considered. Maybe someone tapped on the shoulder and went, Oi, you did time on this. Maybe you should have that considered, you (laughs) fucking (laughs) idiots. (laughs) <laughs> Even reignite legal, know that. Oh man, I think she had like a Mackenzie friend. They said like a amicus curiae in the like friend of the court in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether that was like her like in house lawyer pretending not to be a lawyer for the sake of her being the center of attention. I don't know. There's a lot of things I don't know. I had to work on the day when she did this. Join Patreon so I don't have to do that ever again. Anyway, look, during court, she put on these crocodile tears and started trying to pull off these little braveheart <laughs> speeches. But you know what it sounded like. Just listen, listen to her voice in your head. I can't obviously broadcast the court case on here. Otherwise, no, I'll wind up in court just like up, she did. You end up charged like my mom. Like, like Monica did, yeah. But she was because- speaking in circles and just boring the shit out of the magistrate. Who had to sort of, you know... Yeah, he'll just say, look, anything to stop, you know. I'll, I'll give but, you a non-custodial sentence. I, I, I just want you to stop. Yeah, I, I won't Please record stop. a conviction. Just fucking go away. But, of course, Teflon Mon got away with it as per usual and people clapped in court because they're fucking basic. Yeah, it wasn't be, as much of a clown court. show as I expected. I was expecting the followers to be more sort of annoying, but that's like just from the audio. I'm sure they were playing with their phones. How many there? Guess? What sort of guess? How many people were there? I don't know. I couldn't see from the video. Smattering. Yeah. No, I think I think it was probably pretty full. You know, she could draw a crowd. Her followers are largely unemployed. Yeah, that's true. After her win in that court, she went to another court to face charges for recording another court appearance and posting it on social media. Her whole life is just fucking courts. <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed no. to film and then just go, hey, um, by the way, uh, this happened to me today. Yeah, that's how cool where- is this? That- Check out this judge's face. <laughs> yeah. Now that's and let, let's just publish the details of victims and uh, accused people and so oh, forth. I mean, while we're at it, look, uh, that case has been adjourned till later this year. Oh, you know, European trip permitting. But yeah, in a fucking well. hilarious moment that surprises nobody, one of her dopey followers took a photo of her in court. And uploaded it to her Facebook page. Oh, Christ. So, yeah, she might be in shit as the publisher for that one. But honestly, the police might be bored of charging her. She must know the Brewster at the Magistrates Court in Melbourne by name at this point. You'd fucking think so. Hello, flat white, two sugars. She will be facing her next hearing from somewhere in Europe. Apparently, that's all lined up. It could be Portugal. It could be the Netherlands. It could be Poland. I don't know. It's a long trip. She's got to be going to a few places. Either way, she's going to come back with a nice tan and no money. So expect some desperate emails <laughs> full of fibs, oh, nonsense about broke. freedom, yeah. and appeals for money. You know, rinse, repeat. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The fucking usual. And finally, in other cooker news, Vic Pohl finally decided that a drag queen story time could go ahead in Eltham, Jack the Insider's old stomping ground. Oh, which really? 
20 kilometres north of the Melbourne CBD. Yeah, I had to go. I don't know where that place is. It happened at a library. I think it would be the Alpha Municipal Library, Joe, but there'd be a number of them there. Something like that. No idea. There were children there. They had fun. Stories were told. There were bubbles. Dancing happened. Cookers were there. Cookers arrived. Cops held them back from the event. They yelled randomly through megaphones at a group called Community Rainbow Angels, who basically played distraction and created a wall between the children, the parents, and the drag performer and these unwashed, filthy fucks across the road. And look, this is a group that went there to take jeers and abuse from angry idiots with no meaning in life. Yeah. Good on them. Good on Good them. Good on them. Yeah, and absolutely. Fantastic and at the end of it, work. they had to escort people out. These angel characters escorted people out because cookers were in the fucking car park being loud parasites and harassing people. Despite this, children managed to still have fun. Despite the scary people out the back being fucking loud lunatics, holding signs and aggressively attacking everyone involved. There was this little blonde kid at the front who was having a fucking great time. There's a video of her and she's just squealing and dancing and shit. Fucking great. But imagine. Okay. So we've got Frock Hudson up the front there in this ridiculous frock telling stories to children. Imagine if they got that dirty fucking oaf Brad to their <laughs> reader story to the kids. Their noses would burn. Their <laughs> well, septums would deviate. Wouldn't he be terrific? He'd be terrific, Ralphie Babbitt, wouldn't he? Uh, no. Nah. The fucking, I mean, basically the, the jury's still out on whether he can read. Ah, honestly, these people are fucking morons. But these are questions, they're not answers. Let's face it. We don't know what's going to happen in conservative story time or whether some cook of fuck like Brad is going to try and do this or whether Babbitt's actually going to pull off an event. But, God, I'm not going to be surprised if he does. Anyway. Whenever dipshits would yell into these mic megaphones, the crowd would just erupt in cheers. And you hear these videos where basically there's just all this great white noise every time they say some homophobic bullshit in a fucking car park. But you've got these people screaming into megaphones, which would be pretty scary for children. And they had to set up a huge perimeter to protect children from these scary Mm. interlopers. Yeah. But let's face it, we know this was never about children and it never actually will be. This is imported bigotry from the US perpetrated by fucking mindless sheep who are following orders from yank conspiracy theorists pushing a right-wing agenda to please their donors and funders because you're all fucking zombies. Absolute pack of cunts. But they lost this one. They've won a bunch, no doubt. They've had all these events cancelled, partially thanks to a spineless government and a weak Vic poll. But today they lost, and they lost. I don't big understand time. what you mean there. I, I, I think the police haven't done a bad job, and I, and I, and I can't. They see cancel how. events, and, and, and well, they and that fucking sucks. Well, but they cancel events because they're not safe for children. They have to risk assess it. Yeah, look, <laughs> they have to I'm, risk assess it. It's. I mean, two you know, minds. I mean, I don't know how it would make anyone feel better about this if a kid was assaulted or traumatized at one of these events. I we, know, I know, and that so, is we, a fair, you know, so a fair, that's that's where it is. I, I wouldn't call I wouldn't call Vic Paul weak. What, this what's time, weak here is the people like Brad, fucking have a shower, Brad. Um, who, who, who basically impose themselves on children. This totally is the agree. problem. I totally agree. They are imposing agree. themselves on children and they are, and they are seeking to feel, make children feel frightened and intimidated and ultimately traumatised. Yeah, 
and make sure that their association with any kind of LGBTQA causes is problematic and scary. And that really is the ultimate goal for these people. I would say the issue with Vicpol is that in a situation like this, they were very successful at keeping the cookers away and they've cancelled a lot of events in a situation where they could have feasibly allocated resources to make it happen. I know it kind of sucks. I know it's a burden on the system. And I do get the fact that you've got to balance these things out in the risk assessment. Where did you get spineless government from? Because, I mean... Dan Andrews, Andrews is all talk, man. But what is a government supposed to do over a local government over over a local government issue, a local government event? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. What I will say is is that Dan Andrews loves to talk about his like you know like real allyship with the you know trans community and just LGBTQIA in general. Well, and then been, when these events spoken, are cancelled, he's spoken better than and with more courage than any politician in the country. That is fair. Everyone. That is fair. And that is, and it's and like when I'm saying it's all talk, when you think about it, very rarely do you even get talk. So I, w- I will grant you that. I will grant you that. That's fair enough. It's not a question of granting it. it it's basically the politics. Dan Andrews got the politics right? Yes. Is he outspoken about this? Yes. Does he have the ability to call in the wallopers? Does he have the ability to call in the army? Of course not. Yeah, no. I mean, you're we right. understand the doctrine of separation yeah, of powers right, here, don't we? How that all no, works? No, you're right. Uh, you're so right. I don't think spineless government really works here. I mean, that's I, fair. I, I, that's I mean, fair. I mean, basically, this this will be resolved by the by 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 communities. You know, yeah, it, it and will that's have how to it's be. happened. With and these community really, angels. you need those communities need to get out there and say, "Listen, pal, you don't live here, Brad, and your fucking dumbass followers. You don't live here. You don't represent these people, and we want you out. You are scaring children, and we want you gone." Yeah, no, you've got me. No, I'm, I, I feel you. I absolutely feel you on that, and that's quite right. I think maybe I've just been peeled by greens on Twitter. I think that may be yeah, – uh, you're right. fucking greens. Dan Andrews can't fucking order the military into fucking, you know, <laughs> you patrol drag queen story time. You're right. You're right. I've been killed by greens. Oh, look. Organise what? a tram strike. I mean, uh, what do you expect me to do? Yeah, no, you're right. There is there is separation of powers. You can make a phone call, but you can't make a phone call. You, yeah, is, you can't make that phone call. You, nah. you actually can't. Well, you can, but it'll be ignored by the police. You should rightly be ignored. Should that. rightly be ignored. No, no, valid, mm-hmm. valid. Anyway, I will get on one thing I think we can agree on, which is the performer, Frock Hudson, very funny, deserves a fucking bravery medal for turning yeah. up despite these threats of violence. From Champion work, Frock. Absolutely, absolutely. Just, yeah, just get Frock, guys. And, of course, one thing we have to sort of celebrate yet commiserate is that Stinky Brad was there and he has apparently given Canberra a reprieve from his presence, which means that he's moved back to Melbourne, sucked in, guys. Just when you thought he was going to asphyxiate the glad rap tomb on the grass of Parliament, he comes back to stink up your precious trams. Imagine standing next to him on a fucking tram. Oh, oh my God. He's got a cheese Now that, Dan should be able to pick up the phone and just get a truck around there just to get, get Brad, just, just hose him down with a big with a big soapy brush. I do feel like that and might just be. just get the, get the yeah. hose on him. Just get the hose on him. Yeah, just, yeah, legislate that. I'm, I'm cool with that. That makes sense. So other events went ahead with less attention, including one in Northcote, and 
they also happened over in Perth, which on face value is less pill than Melbourne. But Cam Smith tweeted this. Caught some live stream of the protest against a library story time in Perth today. One of the anti-LGBT protesters is yelling at another about him bashing his wife and kids. Not Good. funny. I don't know why I'm laughing except to say moral <laughs> standards. It's uh, so low. The anti-LGBT protest is not really all that high. I recognised yeah. another one as a neo-Nazi who is an actual real-life pedophile. This is still coming from Cam. Uh, good job, chaps. Kids saved. Oh, yeah. Kids saved. Kids saved. 100%. Well done, well Cam. Done, Cam. <laughs> that is fucking pathetic. And this comes uh, with reports, and I say this with a lot of you distance from it. Oh, they're going to come. That kitty grooms and fiddlers are indeed being spotted in freedom groups, including my place. And I'm not going to mention details. Um, maybe there'll be more in the post later. But let's just say there are very, very reliable reports of people that abuse children and groom them for their sexual gratification in these groups. Hello. So if you want to fucking save the kids, you cunt, how about you vet people in your clubs, you yeah. cooker parasites? Try work, Jason. Try, try, just, just try a work, a, 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 a work with children. Um, See who passes. To, yeah, you know, and all the people in your group before you send them out to fucking libraries and public spaces where to harass are. people you've never met and you don't understand. That would mean that you've had no trouble with the law in regard to children, no problem with violent offending, and that would also mean that uh, that you've got particular issues. There's never been any serious allegation of any serious uh, assault, physical assault or verbal assault on children. Yeah, let's see how many pass. Yeah. We fired you, we sacked you, we dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal, you're a traitor, and you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you, that's what I'll go with. Cars are for driving and not registering or licensing to driving. That's what the soft sits reckon, and who's to say they're wrong? They're travelling, they're travelling, they're never driving, they're always travelling. They're on a journey. Besides the trafficking. Highway Patrol Command, New South Wales Police Force, that is. Who have no thank, jurisdiction. We want to thank patron Andrew from Tasmania for this because it made us laugh. Yes, it did. It is very good. Now, there you are, minding your own business at 9.15 on the mo- in the morning in a busy start of the day where you're trying to get your kids late to school so they can learn to be transsexuals and pedos <laughs> when they get older when the wallet was pulled you over for a breath, eh? Oh, no. This no. happened to an unfortunate 46-year-old Nambaka Heights man driving what I can only guess is a 1995 Toyota Estima. Seven, I think that's a, it's a seven-seater, a people mover, a fine oh. chariot, perfectly engineered for years on the road without so much as an oil change or the installation of child restraints. Who else but the pedo government wants your kids restrained? That's how Hillary likes her kids tortured, by the way, restrained in bondage. That's how you get the good stuff. It's not her fault. She needs it. A quick check of the vehicle revealed it hadn't been registered for 18 years. 18! The 36-year-old man was issued with failure to produce licence, failure to pay CTP insurance and failure to display his P-plates. 18 years, like he's got a return on investment on that. He's basically broke even. <laughs> Easily. He's got the P plates on and he's 46. That's great. That That's great. a problem. All while, all, all this, of course, while, while going about his business in a slick machine with the words, we never elect our Goombayang, uh, save eight. Okay. 
Did you? I mean, I I, I read the. I read the paint and um, – Yes, it's a it long was, word. It, it took a long time to figure out, well, it's just someone can't spell government. That's a people from the uh, the mid-north coast of uh, New South Wales, but yeah. somehow that's – you never elect your traditional custodians of land, save eight? I don't know. This yeah. is clearly a delusional Look, person. I think probably Dad might have been getting kids into uh, school a little bit late just when they'd finished their spelling. Uh, because uh, yes, they uh, whatever who was whoever was painted on the cast, not great with the literacy. No, no, it, it's a tricky one. It's uh, mixing up the idea of government and traditional owners of land and swooshing it together and turning into some sort <laughs> nonsense that honestly even would baffle locals. People like something never seated, but like what and the fuck are you about? In it. Then driving yeah. around in it in a way that people go, what is that word? And you can't, I mean, it's drawing attention to them. This is a car that hasn't been registered for 20 years. It's not good. It's not good. When asked to explain himself, the man, a sovereign man, who had been pulled over in the same unregistered vehicle three times in the previous two months, played the soft sausage card to no immediate effect. It's all about the jurisdiction and certainly the self-evident truth found in the 17th century Portuguese maritime law along with the Australia Act, the Constitution, yeah, but which one? And that Richie Benno was one of the 26 secret panels the Freemason (laughs) government doesn't want us to know about. That always really pissed me off. There's your defence right there. (laughs) so upsetting. If the van is a rockin', don't bother knocking because the van has been forfeited to the Crown. (laughs) Maybe Prince Andrew is in there on the job. Oh, no. We don't know, and frankly, we don't want to know. Not that crown. Don't forfeit to that crown. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to take good. a quick look at the scoreboard, and it's the man zero. Soft it about two and a half grand. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. what the fines add up to, including another 300 or so for having one of the three young children in the car unrestrained. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, soft Would you ever win? Ugh. <sighs> I'm a staunch patriot. I love our country. I love our freedoms. I love that in Australia you can be anything that you want to be. There is nothing and no one stopping you from achieving your hopes, your aspirations and your dreams. It has been an utterly boring week in Pete Evans. Absolute same old shit as ever. Tucker Carlson, even though he's not even on Fox News anymore. And Bitcoin and vaccines and Trump. An endless simping for Elon Musk, which is kind of new but not really, which is just mostly shares from full-blown QAnon accounts. So this week, Pete was neither funny nor interesting. No. Fuck it. Go on, Pete. But Babbitt put his big boy pants on and did a budget reply speech. And we would be remiss if we did not point and laugh at his pathetic (laughs) attempts to understand (laughs) economics and be taken seriously in the chamber. For those... Not, uh, not, uh, perhaps not, not across a lot of the parliamentary protocols. Uh, there is a budget handed down by the federal treasurer. There is a budget in reply handed down, uh, which is really just a political document handed handed down in a speech by the leader of the opposition. That's right. And that's pretty much where it ends. That's, that's there are it. no other budgets in reply. No, uh, <laughs> the Greens don't make them. The crossbenchers nope. don't make them. Nope. Uh, except for Babs. Ralph Babbitt does. 
Ralph, Ralph Babbitt, Babbitt does. does a budget in reply. Bless his fucking heart. He's a goddamn moron. So while Babbitt has done his best to cement his role in the sort of circus sideshow part of the Senate chamber by fixating on drag queen story time and worrying a lot about other people's children, he calls them our children, yeah. he has also yeah. taken a moment out of his busy schedule of retweeting rebel news videos to humor us with his bizarre idea of conservative economics. <laughs> I'm sure good. he didn't write this. That is not an endorsement. So he starts off saying that inflation is a tax. What? And this is a dopey theory that is bandied around by conservative blowhards to uh, say that yes. when inflation increases consumer prices, it therefore increases taxation due to sales taxes. This increase in revenue is seen as theft by people like fucking Babbitt because unironically, they take a salary from taxpayers yet hate government and think taxation is theft as a principle. Everyone but him. Yeah. Moron. Mm. Moron. So I don't even know if Babbitt has thought this through at all. But let's give the benefit no. of the doubt. And let's just say yes. Let's just say he has. <laughs> I, I'm not giving him any benefit. Fair. I'm just going to say he hasn't thought this through. We've played good cop, bad cop today. I've been good cop. You've been bad cop. That's cool. It checks out. For starters, unsurprisingly, he doesn't offer a solution. So maybe taxes should be reduced to account for the increased revenue from inflation. Fair enough. And he does what? kind of touch on that later. That in would a be way inflationary. That anyway. Doesn't sorry. really make any sense. <laughs> This, of course, creates inflationary pressure due to an increase in disposable income, which then fuels aggregate demand in time of global shortage, which mm. then apparently increases, according to Friedmanite bullshit economics, that no, no, has no, it's inflationary It's perfectly impacts. sensible. Boom. You know, inflation Look, rate goes through economics. the roof. I've got issues with Fox economics because I'm a people, in, people in break even circumstances veer into poverty. That's what happens. Well, so look, it's... Just all a bit too hard for Babbitt, but he doesn't have to worry about this, so he's fine. We have, thank Christ, a real estate agent in there <laughs> who can just talk shit with absolutely no substance or reasoning. Mm. Because he has the confidence of a drunk five-year-old and the economic wisdom of a carrot. Yes, yes, well said. A carrot that is going up in price and he can't even stop it. It hasn't, though. Carrots basically stay the same. He wants less spending, but he can't really articulate why and how or where. He is upset that we are subsidising industry to the tune Ooh. of $450 million, apparently. Um, that sounds low. Ooh. What, cool. uh, this would, this, has he run this past Clive? That yeah. Because that's, is that, we're talking diesel rebate now? Yeah. Isn't that how your Uncle Clive got rich? Isn't that how you got into the Senate? <laughs> Subsidies? You, you sure you've been talking to Clive? Because Clive might want to have a word with you. Clive is overseas, I believe. He only uh, hopefully you didn't see the, the budget reply out. reply from fucking his idiot fucking $15 million son. So, look, he's not happy about reducing emissions because he doesn't believe in climate change. Why? Well, he probably watched some videos on Rumble. Uh, Babbitt is yeah. a perfect example of a mark for Heartland Institute climate change denial content because he's a fucking moron. That shit <laughs> speaks directly to him. He's a he's scientist. The, he's the target audience. He just happens to be in the Senate. You fucking moron, Ralphie. He really, I just. You really me. are a fucking dumb cunt. I'd love to be in the Senate and he's there. And that burns, I'm sure, more than one of our listeners. And, of course, sending aid to Ukraine to the tune of $360 million has got him upset because you can rely on fucking Ralph Babbitt 
Mr. Fucking Rumble Video Supreme. Putin killed. <laughs> yeah, There's no lo- surprises. He's just a go more. Yeah, he loves Putin. He loves a hard man, Joe. Of course he does. Of course he does. He's a freedom guy who yeah. loves tyrants. Of course. He's a little sense. boner in his big boy trousers every time he sees a tyrant. I saw him on Twitter not so long back, and he was demanding that the minimum wage, which is set by the Industrial Tribunal, the Fair Work Commission, the, 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 the minimum wage be determined only in direct negotiations between an employee and an employer. What could possibly go wrong? And that, uh, <laughs> that collective bargaining was out as well. So he's a freedom guy who believes in restricting freedoms of association <laughs> and movement. What a yeah. fuckwit. Yeah. No, he's a fucker. So, look, he is happy that the budget is in surplus. No. Credit where credit's due. Yeah, yeah. But then he bitches that it might not be in surplus next year. Oh. But don't worry, guys. Don't worry. He'll be giving us another budget reply reply in 12 months. I bet he doesn't, you know. Clive Money said, what do you want to do with a fucking diesel rebate? Yeah, we want that. shut the fuck up <laughs> about and where did he get four fifty million dollars from? It's got to be in the billions, easily. Anyway, yeah, it's heaps more than that. It's, uh, it's billions. It's, it's yeah, it's. Heaps I didn't more bother than looking that. for the real number because I mean, like at this point, we're just basically. It's not important. Yeah, <laughs> Ralph we're, we're not, picking Ralph over not the, the real world with this stuff. Moron. Yeah, fuck it, that. He's just pulled the trousers up and uh, had a go. Exactly, exactly. And look, bless him. You know, he's doing what he can within his limited means. Mm. So Babbitt wants the debt repaid, which is fair enough, fair enough. Easy to say when you don't actually understand the economic return <laughs> on spending and the implications of budget measures. Uh, you could just sort of bloviate for your weird cooker support base on social media and you have absolutely no responsibility whatsoever <laughs> other than <laughs> de- don't understand economics. You could barely root a profit and loss statement. And, and also, Joel, this... One of the reasons that the budget is in surplus is because um, a lot through PAYG contributions, the the and and near enough to full employment, that the government spends less eighty six billion dollars less in interest yeah. on on its borrowings. Yeah. So so all these things he just doesn't seem to understand any of this stuff. He's a fucking idiot. That's the issue. Now. He is also worried about bracket creep. So what happens when wages go up? You get taxed more. Well yes. done, Dish. Yes, now, the a idea, progressive taxation system. The idea is you get taxed more as your wages go up, but you get less for it. And I see the logic behind this, but it's not universally true, and it's actually kind of basic. Now, I'm sure that people are spewing they're going to raise at work. Oh, my boss is going to give me more money. He said, I'm a star performer. This is the pits. And they're going to withhold taxes. Damn, I'm going to make more money. This fucking blows. <laughs> He's suggesting we should have a system of tax indexation which changes tax brackets according to inflation. Now, I get where you're coming from here, Babbitt, mm. but hear me out. What you're actually trying to do is sneak in tax cuts to reduce the size of government because that's what your ideological masters have convinced you is the right thing to do, yeah. but you don't actually have beliefs or any theory whatsoever. Well, if and, this happens... And no money. No money. No, <laughs> no. no, no, no money. No, he no doesn't money. have any money to, to, to worry about. Oh, well, he's in a high high salary No, now. no, no. I, I mean, he has no understanding of the broad parameters of the budget. No. 
So, so he doesn't have any understanding that if we reduce spending in this particular way, we will, if we go into debt resurfacing, we will have less interest to pay on our on our borrowings, and therefore we can spend that money in ways that. You know, we can all argue about whether that's right or wrong. Labor did certain things. The Greens want to do a bit more and rental crisis and rental freezes and all that sort of stuff. But but in the end, what's the, what's your pool of money comes from tax, comes essentially from PAYG, comes from company tax, comes from uh, capital gains tax, GST, which is actually passed on to the states pretty much directly on a formula. Uh, and so that's what you're going to work with. That's what you've got to work with. And you can fucking twiddle with fucking the progressive tax system as much as you'd like, but you won't make too much indent there. The, the only way that you can do this is to basically boost up um, uh, in order to in order to, to people like Clive have them paying maybe a couple of billion in tax every year. Absolutely, and they wouldn't like they'd be they'd be living in the Caribbean before you knew it. You know, I fucking hope so. But at the end of the day, this is actually perpetuating inflation because instead of combating inflation yes, it is. with certain macroeconomic, macroeconomic measures, what you are doing is you are reducing tax brackets to create a higher demand, which then creates higher pressures on a strained economy, which then creates higher prices due to supply and demand yeah. curves. Yeah, it's an so, inflationary cycle that ends up in, in, in an economy just going into flames. Well, yeah, it, it turns into Zimbabwe. So basically yeah. his plan is to turn Australia into Zimbabwe, but not only that, the CPAs, the fucking entire accounting sector are like, oh, what, do so you want to change tax brackets, what, every week, every month? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Babbitt. Shut the fuck up. Fuck up, you moron. You fucking idiot. With your stupid fucking pinhead haircut. Shut the fuck up, you dumb cunt. And I get it. I get why he thinks this is a good idea. But I also get the fact that a lot of people believed in, say, you know, Milton Friedman. And uh, how'd that go for them? It didn't go well. He really did not go well as an economy advisor. Don't put Babs and Milton Friedman in the same sentence. Look, this is where a lot of his bullshit's coming from. But anyway, I'm just going to say here that Babbitt is generally upset by the budget because there's too much spending on things he doesn't like, which is everything that he isn't included in, like renewable energy, for example. He doesn't believe in climate change. And, well, I mean, this one's really important. And for a single man like Babbitt, it really hits home. Uh, home being, being his parents' house. Because um, not enough is Imaginary being, children and now he's got an imaginary wife and they have an imaginary family. 100%. He's obsessed with families and doesn't have one. It's so fucking hilarious because he's so absolutely insufferable that no one will ever settle down with him. He will never be married unless someone is genuinely desperate and it will be reasons that are so terrifying that I'm sure he'll take advantage of them and I don't like that. Anyway... He is really, really worried about the most persecuted and neglected part of the economy, the family unit. Here's his fucking ridiculous part of his speech about his, families. He's photoshopped his, got, a, got a photo on his desk with a photoshopped wife and children. It, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me for a second. Anyway, well, this is what he had to say about families, yeah, being yeah. a family man himself. Average families. Well, they're just average, are they? They're, just, you know, they're mm-hmm. not outstanding families. They're just average families. No, they must be shot. They are forgotten, 
forgotten people in our nation. What? It wasn't that long ago that a single-income family could own a home, go on an annual holiday. How much income are we talking here? I know. It's uh, Badsy, old son, and also buy a new car every every few years or so. So every few years is how many How many years? Every, every few every years? Few? That's three. Anyway, you That's fucking three moron. fucking years. And also buy a new car every few years or so. Now those days they're gone, they're over. Remember when everyone drove a late model car and just like just cycled it at will, just yeah. like bought new cars Flip just it. all the time? I don't. I don't remember that. Even my rich mates on the beaches, some were pretty fucking high value and they didn't have new cars every three years, you delusional fuck. Hey, look. Maybe Babbitt was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. I'm not completely sure. I think it's actually he's a delusional idiot who has been convinced by conservative commentators that life was better in the good old days for reasons that he just kind of fucking made <laughs> the up. good old days when he wasn't born. Yeah, it's insane. Like, since when was it so easy to get by? You just would casually buy new cars on the regular. What, 1992? Oh, it's got a new Toyota. <laughs> the, 50s, the 50s were Don't great. Worry. I just wish I was alive during the 50s. Well, I had a new car every during week the in the 50s. Yeah, I beat the shit out of my wife. It was fucking great. <laughs> you know what? I just want to get to the kicker on this. All of this is on one income. Yes, that's right, folks. Women should stay at home and raise children and not have yep. careers. There Their idea of careers is actually a bit of a threat to the fabric of society. I wish I was kidding about that, and I'm fucking not. Check his Twitter feed. His proposal is to create a combined tax bracket, which would mean a single-income family have their primary salary split over two brackets. I get that. Honestly, it had worked for me. This makes more money than me. We could subsidize her tax breaks, her tax thing. But you know what? I have a career too. Incentivizing women to leave the workforce is fucking insane. This guy is cooked. Yeah, yeah. Why would you be like, okay, yeah. If you even ask this guy what he meant by that, he would just just basically collapse before your eyes. It would be all about traditional values. You would not be able to understand you know, the, the sort of social consequences of what he's proposing. He would treat you like a 30-something couple walking through a three-bedroom unit in fucking Eltham. That would be how he would behave because he is just a fucking sales jock. But I'll tell yeah. you what, at the end of the day, he's good. He went on blah, blah, small government, blah, blah, socialism, and he mentioned globalists in there around the middle. Ah, uh, yeah, you go. Yeah, he got the globalists in. So that's my completely unnecessary budget reply to Babbitt's completely unnecessary budget reply. No, no, no. It's budget in reply. Uh, budget in reply. Well, I am in reply by saying you're a huge cunt who wants to cut spending, <laughs> but somehow create an economy where single income families own houses, buy cars like fucking hot lunches, and women stay at home where they belong. Yeah. I mean, you just simply cannot take this clown seriously. But one thing is for sure. He is not getting smarter, but he is absolutely getting funnier. So despite Pete being a humorless wet blanket of a human being, Babbitt should keep the tail end of this program going for some fucking time. Love your work, Babs. Thanks, Babs. Appreciate your work. Good guy. And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, and Joel Hill. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. We've set up a Facebook page, which you can find fairly easily. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it on social media. 
And as we said at the front of the program, we have a we Patreon did. to help this help keep this program sustainable. It's bloody time consuming, and we still have to pay the rent. Help mm-hmm. keep the lights on, and we Thank need you. them. It's dark outside. <laughs> it is cold. For as little as five dollars a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content. We'll probably do an episode tomorrow for the patrons. Uh, look, there's a lot to deal with, uh, there but it's is. not. There's a fair bit there. Yeah, so we do a premium episode weekly, and we try and make it worth your while. It's worth five bucks. Come on. Yes. And finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us that Ralph Bavitt has defunded you and you have to go and live with his gran in Mauritius. <laughs> She's got space. I'm sure she cooks really nicely. Thanks, listeners. See you next time. See ya. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me, you guys are bastards. <laughs>